It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You notice how uh, the Nuggets be putting themselves on the same level? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I couldn't find, I couldn't get my hands on one of those. So you, yeah. Who would have figured? Oh, you it's Tim Couch. I mean, it's, uh, his name is Timothy Couch. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's and the he's biggest back home in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. What are you talking about? By the way, I'm getting reports that the reason Baker wanted to be released is because he didn't have enough time to play Call of Duty. Anybody got the uh, background on that? <laughs> oh, I'm saying that's a legitimate tweet right there. <laughs> he needed more time for Call of Duty. You son of a you dirty <laughs> <laughs> You ever wonder what bull off the top rope looks like? <laughs> there it is. I, mean, I ain't going back into Baker Mayfield, but, uh, but I, I will remind her. I said, all you had to do was just mind his business here. That's all you had to do. Just be quiet. Mm. Just mind your Well, business. thank God he didn't because Jacoby Brissett played pretty well. Yeah. Uh, guys. He's kicking himself. Yeah. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I mentioned it during the interview with Tim. Uh, he does have a chance at a 1,000-yard season. Yeah. He's become a factor in punt returns, which – you know, a lot of teams don't have a factor in punt returns, and especially when you look at the Browns' kick returns because Jerome Ford, he's a rookie. He hasn't played much. He looked like a complete stiff as a kick returner. Looked like a stiff when they gave him a chance to run the ball yesterday. I but, mean, come on. He's had a couple good kick returns. I, I, like, I like his burst a little I don't bit. like him taking it out of the end zone. You take it out of the end zone, you better get past the 25-yard well, line. I agree with that. I, yeah, I agree with that. All right? Nice. Don't be skidding. Stop, stop running at the 17 to look where I got to go. But Donovan <laughs> Peoples-Jones is a legit factor on this team. He has got to be, if you look at, you know how for manager of the year in baseball, we vote for the guy who not had the best season, but exceeded expectations the most. Mm-hmm. What, you got, what you got, six, five games left? Five, five, games, five left. games left. Five games left. He yeah. needs to average about, what, 70 receiving yards? 70 yards a game. He'll, he'll probably do get it. There. He'll get there. He'll, probably end, the he'll probably end up between 900 and 1,000 yards. He could do it. You know, for a team that, you know, for all the complaints, is still runs more than most teams Well, you better check his contract see if he get paid 1,000 yards. Yeah, I don't think. He yeah, knows they're doing the pros. Uh, rookie, rookie contracts don't have incentives. He, he, he's unrestricted, right? Look, look G. No, it's only his third year. G, he's oh, got one more year. year. This. Okay. G, when you're on a losing team in the pros, and you got them incentives. They they keep they keep that's true. On them. Oh, like, oh, oh, they are, do. Are you are you not getting oh, plays? Oh, what do you, we think? Incentives? No. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this: Like, is there like obviously he's at the very least he's a, a solid number two wide receiver? Okay, maybe, maybe you know. I, do we think there's even another level? If Deshaun, when the, I, I think we all assume by next year Deshaun Watson will be Deshaun yeah. Watson again, right? If that happens, can can Donovan Peoples Jones become a twelve hundred yard receiver? I, I can, think, can he can he really become a legit quality number two? Uh, or are you still going to be looking for another wide receiver? No, they they need another wide receiver to make him the, the top level he's going to be. I think he can get to 12, 12, 50, 1300 in a, a good year. <laughs> in, in, in a good year, but you need a supreme deep threat. Because a lot of his routes that he's running, that's trying to, he ain't open on them deep reps. That's not his game. He don't he don't create separation over the top. He underneath stuff, he good. He gets the ball solid hands. Yeah. Um, Amari Cooper, good. You know, pristine route runner. But if I've always looked at the, the this offense, they've always been missing a, a deep threat playmaker. 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 And Anthony Schwartz, God bless his soul. <laughs> 
God bless his soul. He tries. He look like he's a solid kid, but I, I'm not, his new name, nickname is Paper Mache. He, this, he, yeah, he's a non-factor his, his going new game, His new name is What's Hort. his name? At least he caught it yesterday. No, 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 he no. caught the ball. No, no, no. He's paper. No, no. That was your name? best tweet in a long his, time, What's Jason. his name? That, that was a really good tweet. What, what is his name? Paper Mache. Paper Mache. A.K.A. Mr. Origami. <laughs> this guy's the softest I've seen. He's soft. Boy, he, listen, he saw, he saw the DB try to tackle him. He saw it. He had an opportunity to brace himself, but he was like, oh, I don't know. He got it. I'm going to give this up. He's like almost Debo. I'm going to tuck my chain in. Bro, you saw him coming. And he still took it from me. He's a Debo guy. But, but he caught it. He, he, he caught it. He caught it. Yeah. I was happy. Did, that was sad. Did you say he saw Debo coming? He, he saw Debo. I'm going to tuck mine in. <laughs> Jason, I, I don't think they need a wide receiver, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, listen. If the Joku is healthy, if Amari Cooper is there and DBJ's there, that's you're you're in a pretty good yeah. spot. I think you do need one. more. Receiver. I still so think David you, Bell's going to so emerge. Let me, so let me ask you a question: Would you trade in? And I think Donald Peoples Jones is coming as a receiver, but I trade him in for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yes, I would. Because he a playmaker. Well, how how, 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 how we gonna get play, him? Play, we're, we're just, well, I'm just talking. How we gonna get him? I'm talking about a playmaker. Oh God, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. A, play, a, a playmaker. Yeah, but because uh, Cooper is a precision route runner, mm -hmm. right? But he not a he not the playmaker, right? Uh, Justin Jefferson, that's a playmaker. Chase is a playmaker. Well, nobody's. I mean, he was drafted but, in the sixth saying, round. Nobody's you, expecting to be I'm that saying, kind of when player. But you have a guy, yeah. on the other side of a supreme route runner, you better have a playmaker, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. I do think they, top. in the long term, they do need one more wide receiver in the mix. Well, you're not going to find him in the draft because you don't have a number one pick, and you need to spend your second round pick on defensive tackles. Yeah, so you, go. So you yeah. better look through trading free. My agency. man yeah, at well. Washington for Ohio State, he wasn't no top draft pick. McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Wait, where, where did he go in? I don't even know. Mm -mm. I don't remember. This. I, don't I thought Give he was pretty sec. high. I thought he was high. Here, I tell you another. But Paris, McLaurin ain't Paris Jefferson Campbell or Chase at, either. Paris you know, Campbell at Indiana, he becoming a playmaker. I, I'll take, listen. Wasn't McLaurin a second round pick? I'll take McLaurin Kurt, was a third round pick. Third. I'll take Curtis Samuel. Can we get, can we get somebody yeah, like that? He's all right. I, but we always say Donovan that. Peoples Jones at this point, I'd rather have the yeah, Curtis Samuel. I like, but, I like we don't need to get rid of Donovan. No, 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 no. We're trying to add to that. Yeah. To, <laughs> but by the way, I, I will say this. There was a Kareem Hunt signing. Or, sighting. What, sighting, yeah. Right. <laughs> Dang. We haven't seen Kareem Hunt in a minute. And I thought he played well he played, last game. He did. I thought he played well. Um, in the in the second half Sunday, there seemed to me a complete shift in. Okay, listen, this is worse than we thought, or, or maybe it was. As bad, I don't know, but it was bad. So let's go back to the Jacoby offense. They, were, <laughs> they did. They went hey. jumbo. They went jumbo on the first play of the third quarter, and He's they right. just ran the ball. He's you know what right. the play splits were, by the way, in the second half? That's right. I knew he threw eight passes. Probably three runs yeah. to eight passes. Yeah, I knew he threw eight passes. To all the, the run the damn half. ball people, that was your half of football. I hope you liked it. Bro, yeah. Jason just hit on the funniest oh. thing, the truest thing I've ever right. heard in my life. He acknowledges that there are two different playbooks, right? And Kevin Stefanski had all intents and purposes to come in here and run that second playbook. It looked that way. And, and, and then, he, matter of fact, he invited his kids. His kids was there. His family was there to see the unveiling of this new, this top notch Kevin Stefanski playbook. And he was like halfway through, oh, this ain't going to work. This is <laughs> not going to work. And he's like, hey, hey, Jacoby. 
It's like Jacoby had his helmet on tough. Yeah. I was like, why is Jacoby? Well, Jacoby played one play. <laughs> and, and by the way, I thought that was a terrible call. It was I one of was, the worst. Oh, you bring him in and run a tight end reverse. I mean, it worked, so everybody loved it. Yeah. But I was thinking that going, oh, my God, if this doesn't work, he's going to get destroyed. For he it. was telling his wife at home, watch this, babe. They'll never guess what this coming here. Yeah, I said, why does he have his helmet on? I was like, why is he? Now, <laughs> so Zach, because so Zach sat in the stands yesterday. Zach Jackson bought a ticket in the third, fourth row right behind the Browns sideline and watch the game from the stands and his whole point was watch oh, they don't Deshaun. Give tickets. you had to buy a ticket well we pay, I mean we expensed it yeah yeah, yeah. we expensed yeah, you it. bought a ticket we bought, okay, yeah, you bought the ticket bought a ticket to sit in the stands fourth row right behind the brown sideline and, and we had this idea back when we thought it was gonna be a lot more hostile right. environment so and it obviously didn't turn out to be that but one thing that Zach noticed in watching Deshaun was how much he was relying on Jacoby yesterday that's all and he said like at one point even like Jacoby was giving him the signs from the sideline, and then Deshaun gave the same sign at the line of scrimmage. So really, Jacoby was heavily involved in preparing Deshaun, both in the week leading up to yeah. and in the game yesterday. Deshaun yeah. was really leaning I, on. Jacoby. I think we listen, and I thought I was someone who thought there was going to be rust, but I think we all severely underestimated that not only is it two years. But it's a new team. It's yeah. a new offense. Yeah. It's a new everything. He's never played before yesterday outside of eight preseason snaps with any of these guys, any of them. So, I mean, if you combine the two things, he not to mention all the off the field stuff, right, with, right. which who knows how he's handling it mentally right, right. now, coming back for the right. first time. He's swimming right now a little bit, and we should have probably realized it was that that was going to be there. Look, now maybe maybe it all goes away in one week, oh, no. uh, but I, I, I find that hard to believe. Well, let me tell you this: no. this yeah. is the, the, you don't the, go through throwing it no in the yeah. dirt. To I remember <laughs> like the, the first time week. when I was playing as a freshman, we played against Iowa State. They had Seneca Wallace at the time, and I remember being at the line of scrimmage, and you don't really know how big these linemen is until you'd be like, I'm six five. These dudes is like six, seven, three, forty. So you can't even really see the quarterback. And the scariest part about it is when they call a play in the huddle, your mind blanks. You're like, hold on, what do I do on this play? And it's scary because you know, rain, sleet, or snow, they about to come snap this ball in five seconds, and yeah. you have no clue where to go. So there's this level of panic in your stomach. Like, it's the panic of, I would think, if, if you're a, a, a parent and you lose your kid in a grocery store, and you look around like, Johnny? Johnny? Johnny, are you in the meat section? What are you? <laughs> and you can't find them? That's the same panic. And so for me, I only move one or two gaps. All, all I got to do is just rush up field and push, come, shove, do something fast. But if you're a quarterback and you get to the line of scrimmage and you're like, all right, I don't remember how to audible out of this play. I don't know what it's called. Right. Uh, and what am I going to do next? Oh, you know what? Can I just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's the, just slow. It's the, it's the processing. I, and the one thing I said, I, I don't want you to underestimate this. You cannot emulate two, two uh, edge rushers coming to crush your skull. In. That's right. You cannot. That's right. Emulate that. You can't do it in practice. You can't do it at the high school field where you was training. No. It is and seven hundred days until you get that cadence down again. Right. Because I, I, I was thinking about like basketball. Right. I was yeah. thinking about when Jordan came back. Right. Jordan had the luxury of going to training camp and he's playing every day, but he's playing real people at a, at a high speed. He might not be playing game speed, but pretty much you're pretty much there. 
You can't chase. Uh, you can't. You can't simulate that edge rusher coming to knock your head. Well, off. but not to mention, Brad. Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever, and he struggled when he came back. He, he did, but he was playing with the same team at least, yeah. right? So he knew the guys. And when he was shooting Space Jam, he had all of the top stars coming out there. Just hey, come play with me, so I can steal some of your game. Right. He wanted. He was scout. Let me see if you didn't got better, because <laughs> that's scary coming back and you playing these monsters. Yeah, right. think about it. I mean, the, the Rockets won two championships. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon at that point in time yeah. was probably the best player in the world. Yeah. And he's like, they didn't want two. And th that's why, I, you know, I, I go back before for LeBron and Jordan all the time. I will say some of the stuff that Jordan was doing was very impressive. For you to come back and to, to play a young athletic Shaq, to come back and, and deny the Rockets an opportunity to do what they was doing. So, so progress to me for Deshaun Watson this weekend would be keep the balls out the dirt and look like the game is slowing because it looked like the game was so fast for him yes. yesterday. Yes. I just want to see some signs that it's slowing down and now you're not delivering the balls in the dirt, right? Because yeah. I, I don't think you can knock off that amount of rust bull in no week. You right. can't. You Not can't to have. mention you're going from playing the worst team in football right. to one of the five best teams in football. That's a huge difference. Are you are you guys concerned with him using his legs more? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Because there, there is, there is a risk. Ran it seven times. It's a risk reward. Seven for twenty-one ain't bad, but I don't know if if they think, okay, well, we not he ain't there this way. Let's use, utilize his legs more, and, and give him that Justin Fields. I'm not playbook. concerned about it. I don't it think either. you have. I don't think you can't operate that way because that's a big part of his game. Yeah. yeah. So you can't take that away. You need, if anything, that may help get him back into yeah. rhythm. So mm -hmm. I don't think you can run yeah, from I that. I think when he broke out on one run yesterday, he shook a guy on his own. Yeah, he yeah, like, yeah. He was like, I'm going to shake. And that, that's just natural. He yeah. just knew what to do. Right. Yeah. And I think, and that's why I said when he took that blow and he got up, now that's, that makes me feel better. Like, yeah. because he's like, if I'm him, I'm like, oh, I survived it. Yeah, I'm good. I can take a hit. He, he Guys, got his, go ahead. I was going to say, level of concern with 10 being panic, one being no concern, level of concern right now about the offensive line. <sighs> I'm not panicking, but six, six I'm, and a half. I'm seven. concerned. So, right. okay. And, you know, seven. I know we've had injuries and the setup is no continuity here, so I'm not concerned. Yeah. But this, I'm concerned to this standpoint here. I can't let Deshaun Watson get killed in the last five games. That's right. right? I cannot. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure he doesn't get killed. Because I told you, I'm not playing for this year. I'm just playing this out. Uh, what happens, happens. But I'm really playing for next year. There's two guys that 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 really scare me. And one of them ain't going to be here anyway. So Conklin's not going to be here. I feel like the injuries have, have really hurt Conklin's uh, his athletic ability. And one of the reasons he was really good is because he he's built long, slender. He's almost the size of a left tackle. 
However, um, he plays on the right side. So I, I, I think his injuries have stripped him away of a lot of his leverage. And when you don't have leverage, you don't have the ability to get low enough to group people out. On that goal line play, when they got that safety, he got destroyed. It was bad. He, I mean, he got walked into the backfield. And it's not like the Texans have a good D-line. And it's like you said, it's yeah. not like they got anybody of consequence up there. Yeah. And the guy, Jedrick Wills, and I talked to Joe Thomas about this. He came on a Locked On Browns podcast. He said, the alarming thing for Jedrick Wills is sometimes it seems like he doesn't know what he's doing as far as assignment or who he's blocking or who he has in the scheme of things, right? How can that even be? That's why I said, how is that a fact? And he says, and the problem is, instead of him going to the whistle and finding somebody to hit and finding somebody to be aggressive with, he tends to stop. And the play's still going on. And now instead of your your guys hitting the back, and the other guy you could have blocked or you could have went on to to kind of move to the next level, he's in on the tackle. Yeah. And, and he doesn't – he's like, I don't understand why he stops yeah. in the middle of plays like that. That's disturbing to me. You know what's interesting looking forward this week? A, a big part of the reason why the Browns have dominated the Bengals, and I'll just look at the two matchups with Burrow the last two years, is because the Browns in those two games have dominated the line of scrimmage both sides. But right now, you have a Browns offensive line that's playing its worst football in years right. and a Bengals offensive line that's playing its best football in years. You have a Browns defensive line that really brings nothing to the table outside of Miles Garrett and a Bengals offensive line that's peaking now with their best run stopper back. And 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 I think Sam Hubbard, the former Buckeye, yeah. you know, I, I've been lukewarm on him in his career. He's playing his best, best football. And Trey Hendrickson may be the most underrated pass rusher in the entire NFL. That's been the difference. I'm going to be curious to see, you know, because the Bengals have not been able to figure out a stop. Like, Miles Garrett looks like, the best he plays his best games against the Bengals. Yeah, you know, and and they haven't figured out a way to stop him. They don't do a lot. They, you know, for whatever reason, their left tackle's not is probably their biggest weak spot. So I, it's going to be interesting in the trenches. Mm, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Um. I, I I'll give you this, and yeah. this is a little scary. It's food for thought. Joe Batonio is 31. Um. You go down the list, and he's their best guy. Best I mean, guy. Teller's not playing well right now, Jack, coming off the injury. Jack Conklin's twenty-eight. He's gonna be gone at the end, of the and year. he's gonna be gone at the yeah. end of the year. You keep going down the list, and you keep finding. Uh, Who would have thought Chris, the Pochich injury would be that big a deal? But it it has been. It seems like Chris Hudson, thirty-one. Hubbard, Chris, Chris oh, Hubbard, yeah, yeah, Chris Hubbard, yeah, 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 thirty-one. You look at some of these guys. Teller is thirty. White Teller. Oh no, yeah. Excuse me. White yeah, White Teller is tw- twenty-eight. But he has but a calf injury. He's calf time injury. every year. Yeah, the calf, I think, is a little bit of a concern yeah, with him. Yeah. yeah. But I, so there's two ways to look at it. The Postic yeah. thing was was bad. I mean, they're down to their fourth string center now. Yeah. But the flip side of that, and Postic was on a one year deal, but he played so well. I was talking to him the other day about it. He'd love to come back next year. Yeah. He chose the Browns in part because of their strength staff, because of Bill Callahan and all that. Yeah. So now, I mean, next year you have a choice to make it center: Nick Harris or Ethan Postic. And Harris has experience at guard. Yeah. So I'm, I'll be curious. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves yeah. now, but I'll be curious to see how the center thing shakes out next year in terms of which way they go, Postic or Nick Harris, and then w- who, who, the guy who doesn't start at center, where is he going? Right. Are they because, moving on from one of the guards well, to save some money? Yeah, I don't. You, you know, know, I've talked about that. You can't pay these guards thirty million dollars when you're paying Deshaun forty-five million. There's going to be the point. best, but 
Teller's younger. Younger. So they've, Teller's they've more some, been, been more injury. So what's some your got, real quick before you make a point, yeah. you, what's your ideal? We'll go around the horn. But what's your ideal scenario, assuming financially everything could work out? How would you want to see the interior of the Browns offensive line look next year? Well, I, I mean, I, I would if I'm not factoring in money, I'd want to keep Pochich at center. Nick Harris has potential, but Pochich played well. Right. Yeah, he, we got tape on him. You know, and, and plus I could use I could use Harris as a platoon guy. I could use you know him or or well, he, I would say he could play a guard, which he can. But ne- next year you're gonna have to get Hudson together, ready to play, because I presume he's your right tackle. Hudson's gonna be your right tackle next so, year, so, I would imagine. So for me, I would bring him. I would like him, Harris. I like Pochich. Um, and I keep the rest of the guys if, if we don't have no money involved. But if money is involved, man, that's rough. Like, Teller is great. Um, but the unintended consequences of running the football that much is the fact that you are putting a lot of wear and tear on them guys. Yeah. And linemen, usually yeah. a pass blocking. If you look at the analytics, I would, be, I would be happy to see or fascinated to see what analytics say about what it does to your offensive line compared to the rest yeah. of the people in the league who usually don't have this yeah. much pounding. The Batonio one's tricky because he's still he might be the best guard in football, but guards don't usually hold up deep into their thirties. No, not really. Don't make me pick between Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. I, I, I if I had to pick, pick, even though Teller's younger, I think I'd stick with Batonio. I, I think it's because in the end he's better. Right. And and Teller's been injury prone. And Batonio has not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, oh, I, I, I don't want to. That's a terrible situation yeah, to be in. I, I don't want to have to pick between them. Because those are your two best offensive lines right. by and, far. And by the way, you really might have to pick because you got to get <laughs> two D tackles and another end. Because I don't think Clowney's coming back. No, no, no. Money no. is an issue this offseason. And Jason's alluded to this a number of times and on we, this show. Right. And they we want, have a lot of tough decisions to make this they season. Do. Some of the better players on That's the team a, will not be here now. And that, I, I, and that is the secret of, of what they call being the general manager. Right. right? Well, and you have to get all your other picks right. They yeah, can't blow it with these mid-round no, picks. There are no unlimited budgets here. And this is, There's decisions to be made. Yeah. I, I will tell you this. I, I'm keeping I'm, I'm keeping, uh, posters, I'm, I'm keeping. I'm keeping Nick. I'm keeping Batonio. Judge Will's got to go. We can't do this dance no more. You know what I'm saying? You got to solve some well, issues here. Well, and here. And you may have to find somebody off the scrap heap, right? Like, that's if, hard to do with left tackle. If if you, man, here's something. Let me throw this at you. Real quick, as we're talking yeah. about the cap, I think they'll be okay this year. Or, I'm sorry, yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's the year after, I think, right. where they're really going to But let me ask it. you this. I wonder, I, I, I don't think they're going to move on from Jedrick Wills, but I wonder if they would consider moving Jedrick Wills to right tackle. I threw that out. And, uh, and Hudson whether left. it's Hudson at left or if there's somebody, you, know, you can get a good offensive lineman in the second round, third round. It happens all the time. If they see somebody they really like that they think can be a left or, tackle, I don't or, know. It's hard to find a left, a, a premier left tackle in the second uh, round. Fair, that's round. fair. If they moved on from, say, Teller or Batonio, would they be willing to move him to guard? Well, I mean, the, the, the conversation, if you really want to move Wills to me, is you go to Joel and ask him again, are you willing to play left tackle? And they went down this road yeah. before, I believe, and Joel was too comfortable at guard, and they didn't I, want to mess with a good I thing. I wouldn't. I'm, at, at his age, am I going to ask him to move to tackle? But I'm just saying, if you're trying to – that's yeah. a band-aid on the situation. Right, if you're right. really unhappy with Wills, that solves your dilemma because yeah. now Batonio's your left guard, Harris can be your left I, – I, I think the – if I had to bet today, I would say their starting offensive line week one, assuming health, is Wills at left tackle, Batonio at left guard, Pochich at center, um, 
uh, uh, Teller at right guard and Hudson at right tackle. I would agree with that. And Harris is a, as a backup. Yeah. I would agree because I think Biden. they're going to move on from Chris Hubbard. Right. I have a question for you guys yeah. real quick, though, about this. We, and G. Bush, you said earlier we saw Miles Garrett move around the line. He was in the middle at times yesterday. He was attacking yeah. a lot against the Texans' right tackle because Laramie Tunts on the left is really good. With how frequently defensive coordinators move around premier pass rushers, not always on that right end going against the left tackle now, is it as important to have an elite left tackle as opposed to right tackle? Because it always used to be the left tackle was better than the right tackle. Well, but the left tackle is protecting the blind still side the of the blind quarterback. Side. But I, with I, Watson, who scrambles around and is as mobile I still as think it's is. important, G, as the former D lineman here. Oh, what man, you, I, you know, I think left tackle, uh, I think it's a little, it's, it, the gap has decreased. Before. No doubt. It, it's, yeah. it's shrunk a little bit, but I would still prefer my best left tackle at left tackle because you got to think about it, you know, there's a lot of runs that go that way. Like I would be, I, the tendencies in the league, running behind left tackles is just higher. Like it just is what it is. Um, now, could you could you have a guy at right tackle that could potentially play left? Sure, because they blitz from both different positions. But I would still like to have a, left, a higher quality left tackle, and I think that's just one of the reasons you see it is you're not seeing those holes on the outside like you're used to seeing. Like, they're, they're just not there. They're doing a lot of zone up the middle because they don't trust Jedrick Wills to yeah. try to reach somebody. He can't because he's going to either hold or or he's going yeah. to grab somebody because he's just not having good footwork right now against those edge defenders. And I do think that still from an injury perspective, like a lot of times when you see these catastrophic injuries to quarterbacks, it happens when they get hit from the blind side. Yeah. They don't see it coming. And they get hit, and and that, so that to me is why I still think it's important. I think I just go back protected. to the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. They had Mitchell Schwartz on the right side, who we can't. We got to get Mitchell back on soon, by the way. That's, yeah, we I thought he was good. He was a great player, but he was the right tackle. Their left tackle was always a rotating door of veterans, and it, they always said because Mahomes scrambles, it wasn't as important. It is that scrambles, but he doesn't stay in the pocket traditionally, like yeah. a pocket passer. So it wasn't as important. So with Watson's ability to move around and move the pocket. I'm, or maybe I'm they just sure said that because they couldn't find the left tackle. Yeah, that's know, very true, too. And Mitchell Schwartz happened to be one of the best right tackles. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Exactly. It'll be worth I'll reach out to Mitchell this week. I'll see if we get him back on. Yeah. Right. It would, it would, I, I missed that when he was here. I was. I think that was when I had COVID or something. Maybe I was on vacation. No, you were on your vacation week. Uh, you were okay. in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, but um, anyway, so, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get back to long-term uh, next year. Uh, by the way, I thought it was interesting, Jay Feely on the broadcast – he had tweeted this, but he confirmed it yesterday on the broadcast where he said, hey, Cade York's problems are not on the holder. Yeah, right? he did say It that. was Cade. It, they, he showed – that was really good. He showed his mechanical issues. Mm-hmm. I thought it was important for Cade York. Had a good day yesterday. Made all five of his kicks. Yeah, because he's a talented – it's clear he's a talented player. But he's – you know, with the kickers, it's always about the mental hurdles <laughs> and some of the mechanics, which – Jay Feely is as qualified as anybody. And to I point just out. don't understand why these teams don't go and hire. I'm not saying it has to be Jay Feely, but get a former kicker and bring him on. As I don't know. Well, I think I think so. The problem, Jason, is this for for York. It's a condi- He seems to kick very well when the conditions are um, well defined. So he was in that turf yesterday. Indoors. It was indoors. He was spot on. It's when he hits the conditions where that he's unfamiliar with. He like although he like he like a bad golfer. And right? you, fairness, don't know what, you don't know what he's gonna tee the ball. In fairness, up. his home stadium is one of the toughest in the league to kick, oh, yeah. in, especially at that at that end toward the lake. And it's just but that's why they drafted him. And they thought he could handle that. And he can. I think he can. But you, there's still got to go through it a couple of times, and you still have to learn the wind. And we, I think I talked about this on the show before. I was talking to him. 
like the wind changes from the first quarter to the yeah, third yeah. quarter, and all you have is those two flags at the top of the upright, and and you got to figure it out. And just because the ball went one way in in warmups or went one way at halftime doesn't mean it's going to do the same exact thing 15, 20 minutes later. So it's really difficult. But that you're right. That's why they drafted him. He's going to have to figure it out, and I think he will. Yeah, it, this week to me is going to be big um, because when I'm when you're looking to upset a team, right? You're looking to go into Cincinnati get a win. You need all things to happen the right way, right? Especially when you got a quarterback that is not comfortable and you're kind of compromised. And this is, and I don't want to start nothing. I don't want to say, CG Bush, why you do this? Why you do this? <laughs> to be honest with you, if the Browns was like, and they, they'll never do this. But to be honest with you, even at this point, yeah. if you had Jacoby Brissett playing the Bengals, they have a better chance of winning. Are you saying this coming Sunday? Yes, just for one game. <laughs> you have a better shot to win this game with Jacoby Brissett. And I don't think anybody would, would, would argue that. But it's not about they, – they keep saying it about this year. If you look at it, the trajectory – You're not advocating for playing. I'm not advocating for playing. But if we were realistic and you said, all right, we got we – got, he's playing at a higher because, – because he has reps, because he's familiar – when he went, when I saw Jacoby on the sideline, like coaching him up a little bit, Jacoby was like, "No, you could be smiling a little bit." Yeah, I know you saw that, but not this way. And and, and the way he was explaining it, if Jacoby were set was behind center against the Bengals, he gives them, I would say by by a fairly decent amount. A better chance to win the game. I don't know. Right. He's still familiar. Give me Come the on. better stop, talented stop, quarterback stop, every stop. time. But here's the thing. Every stop. time. If you, if the better, t- here's the hope. Your hope, the better talent can can multiply those reps and get better and accelerate way faster than the journeyman. But if you look at if, uh, the way Jacoby was throwing the ball and you look at the way that that, that uh, Watson was throwing the ball, everybody sees that right now. Hey, he's throwing the ball back. Hey, look at Mary Kay's comment right here. What are you talking about? They're committed to Deshaun Watson. We're developing Sean Watson. Of course, that's forward. all that matters. So why are we even talking about this? Because yeah. we no, don't go back the other but way. But she's not. I, I understand what he's saying. He's not saying you should play. No, no, no. That he might. I don't think it's a crazy argument. I disagree, but I don't think it's a crazy argument to make. And I don't think it's. It's not as big a difference as we would have thought it was. Because yeah. Deshaun Watson's not Deshaun Watson yet. So, gee, but obviously, you, there's no discussion. You playing, not playing him would be crazy. playing for, I guess, my understanding is, what are you playing for? I'm playing for the investment I made here for this, for this team That's to right. get better, mm-hmm. right? And I'm only going to get better with the better talent. So, That's I right. got to get the better talent work. He yep. got to get reps. He got to get hit. He got to be in the mix, right? Yeah, now, this guy over here, my man Jacoby did a great job. A nice mm-hmm. guy. Sit down. Sit down. So what, sit down. Sit down. You've done what you need to do. Sit so down. where I'm going with that is he has to get just that level where Jacoby was playing. If he can get to that level, the Browns have a shot this week. He only has to play as good as Jacoby Brissett was when he left off. And I don't think that's unreasonable. We don't have to. And he doesn't have to be no super duper over the top two years ago Deshaun oh. Watson. All he got to do is give him that. And I think that that's the point that what Stefanski was saying is, hey, cool down. Jacoby, tell him, calm down. But, I, but gee, I'm Put saying, but, head. but I'm saying you anybody is asking for, you know, who, who may even suggest it to make a swap. 
That's, oh, no, not, we that's not what we're here for. No, we're not swapping. We have made the investment now. They, 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 they laid out all the Corvettes. They got all this guaranteed money on the screen yesterday, right? He got $230 million guaranteed money, right? You committed to this. You're going to see this all the way through. And that's why, when, even with me, I, I'm not a big Joe Woods fan. I'm, I'm not a Joe Woods fan in the least bit. But given what I know about the organization and who Kevin Stefanski is, Jason said it. He, they're not going to get rid of him during the year. That's just not their philosophy. They're committed to this year. They'll reevaluate in the, in, in after, in the postseason. And it's the same way with Deshaun Watson. Even if Deshaun Watson came out and threw 10 picks yeah. and looked untenable, he's going to start. Yeah. Just the same way they stick behind the rest of their guys. And, and, and that just the same way they gave Baker Mayfield when he was hurt. They could have put anybody else in, but he said, no, I'm going to give you the credit. You start what you finish. It's nope. irrelevant to even ask. You were bringing up a point of saying that Brissett might. In no way were you saying they should play. No, no, no. no. He's not saying that. Right. To even to even ask that question is absurd. There is unless Watson gets hurt, he's playing the rest of the season. It doesn't matter. He could throw 15 <laughs> picks against the Bengals, and he's still going to play. Uh, you know, the next week. Wait. It doesn't matter. It's all about getting you. These last games are, yeah, we can keep the pie in the sky hope that some miracle happens. Kool-Aid. But it's basically knocking, getting him ready to be well, I'm ready glad to it go. It took 13 Sweet weeks for y'all to finally agree with me because I said when the suspension went to <laughs> 11 always games. Do that later on. They always go <laughs> on. Later on. Jason was the first person I heard make that point, and I think now. In hindsight, Jason was right from the get. What were you right? The first time he's been right about anything that on the season was over. As was soon right as it went one. to, as soon as the suspension went to eleven games, it all yeah, became about said, next year. That. Well, it but, became about. It, but you know what? They though, punted Jason, on the season at that here, point. Here's why, gentlemen's punt. In theory, gentlemen's in punt. theory, you're right. However, if the defense, you didn't expect the defense to be this no, crappy. No. If the defense had played as we expected We'd them be in to. The mix. They'd be right in the mix right now. Fall on the onside kick and you're in the mix. Yeah. In the right. Just fall the on mix. the onside kick. That's the game that's going to keep that, them out of the playoffs. That goes back right. to G's comment. This has to be addressed because it wasn't that Jacoby Brissett had him in a bad position. They, they should be in the mix here. But the blunders that keep <laughs> occurring on his defense. Did anybody see Reed Williams' lack of a tackle yesterday? When it, oh, I'm like, oh my God, he's still on the team. And he, and he patting him on the back, trying to get him out of bounds. I, I that said, was pretty what bad. What are you doing? He's not, trying to not, shoot him out. Shoot. Not much shoot to complain about for the defense don't, yesterday, don't. but that was a problem. Get him, get on out of here I'm now. Like, oh my God. I said, are you going to do this against Chase? <laughs> <laughs> this was happening? Did you see? Who, who was it, Fields? That dude Pierce Fields broke down six yards ahead of him. Like I don't know what I'm. I'm, I'm just bracing myself for this ride. <laughs> no, Fields, got, Fields got his ass right over. Oh my times. God! Yeah. He, he, had the, he had the touchdown. Oh. He had. And and I I would probably disagree with Tim a little bit. Tim said he saw improved tackling. I don't see that at no. all. No. Randell put it up to one hit on the goal line. That was maybe the he best did. hit the, any the, Browns the, the pass had defense this at season. the goal line. Yes, Randall that was a good better when the uh, the LSU highlights this week. <laughs> Stop playing with me. But they did. They, they do not. He looked like well. a star at LSU, though. Yeah. I thought it was, I like, by I like, oh by the way, guys, one, one thing I wanted to hit on Jay was uh, just furious on our text chain yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't really following that. Get fired off them texts. I didn't understand why he was angry. Yeah, I, I was like, he he was mad that Stefanski didn't use his timeouts when the Browns had the ball. It was really their last drive of the first half, although they did get the ball back right at the end. But when they when they had it, the second to last drive. He didn't call the timeouts. 
they didn't get the first down, and it turned out to be smart that he didn't use the. He complained he was being too passive. I didn't see it that way. There was plenty of time with three outs. Had the Browns gotten the first hey. down, I think they would have got. They had plenty of time with the three timeouts to be aggressive. I thought it was smart. I didn't have any problem with They've that. They've done that in the past, where you 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 want to see if you got a rhythm first, right? Get the first teams down. do that all the time. Right. If you get the first down, okay, timeout. Now we're going to go. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't want to leave extra time for them going the other way. I didn't have any. <laughs> Even Jay- the Chiefs. I've seen the Chiefs and Bengals, two of the best offensive teams in the league, do that. Jason. Like Jason hit it right. He said, yeah. "Look, they went in at halftime and and, and and changed that whole playbook up. Like, <laughs> no, they made the decision. Oh, he ain't got it right now. And there's yeah. no way we about to call timeout and leave timeout because he, he just didn't have it. He's just like, look." I'm not going to stop the clock for them and let these dudes run back down the field. We're getting ready to run the ball with Kareem Hunt. Well, well, go <laughs> go, go, go back to this. So the comments out of the players last week that Deshaun was looking crisp, right? That was practice crisp. Oh, then you right. got the real game, Christmas. You're like, whoa, whoa, seven whoa, on seven, on, seven, on seven Christmas, different levels to this. <laughs> it's this, this vast levels to the levels of, like you said, yeah. They got no defensive it's, it's running it's right. between a microwave steak and a real steak that's been on the grill. That's right. Or if you had a steak, which Deshaun Watson was a steak, hot off the grill, <laughs> and you sit it outside of the microwave for two Shriveled or three up. hours, yeah. and then you put it back into that microwave, you might as well throw that meat away. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get to – still a lot to get to today, but I uh, want to talk about our memberships there, Mikey. I, I, I have chosen, no offense to anybody that's going to be offended by this, I'm ignoring the starters tier. I think it's. I don't think we should even put that up there anymore. There's, you should only join the coaches tier. Let's be honest, uh, because the coaches tier has the extra uh, content. That's where you get the extra content. So let's everybody that's been a member switch to the coaches tier. Join the get, go go big or go home. That's what I got to say. Yeah, it's less than sixty bucks a year too. You get some exclusive overtime content today. We're talking a little yeah. Ohio State. Well, you, well you, I mean, you, think you, of, you want to be on it today for this because we're going we're, we're going to deal with this overtime. Yeah. this overtime video. We're going to deal with this Ohio State hatred. Think That's about what we're this. Talk about You're today. getting about four hours of extra content a, week, a month. Two full shows. Roughly four hours of extra content a month. Yeah, and in that, and so you're essentially paying like a dollar per hour, a dollar and 25 cents per hour for the extra. And time. plus, and plus, you can do cool things. I think we had three fans at the Clevelander, right? Yeah. Three fans came up, pulled up, they ate food with us and everything, yep. hung out, chilled and he out. Had lunch, and he literally stayed till we all left. Yep. He left with us. Yeah, so and become yep. a member. You'll know about cool things like that if you're a member. We can't put you on. Yeah, that's we, right. If you ain't really in it, if you know, you know. But go ahead and do that. I think it's, it's well worth it because there's topics that Mikey be taking out now that I'll be like, I should have been talking about that during the 12 o'clock hour. Yeah. I wanted to jump in, Jason, because we've talked a little about you being in the locker room yesterday. Uh, you said that the team was not worried about Deshaun Watson. The no. players were not worried. No. Is there a do they? Is there a confidence? Like, did, are are they? Hey, real real quick, yeah, real ahead. quick. Justin Verlander to the Mets, two years, ninety million. Wow. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, two what? years, ninety million. Wow. So they got Verlander and uh, they lost to Grom. And they got Verlander and Scherzer. And Scherzer. I mean, DeGrom can't stay healthy. He's a great pitcher, but the Rangers are going to regret that. How old is he? Forty-one. Verlander, forty-one. He's like uh, he's old. But uh, well, they lost. Filthy. They lost to Grom. Chris Bassett's a well, I don't even nobody here cares. So we don't think that that's a big, big deal. Yeah, nine forty-five uh, million. Locker room so inside. Jason, do they feel like in that locker room? Do they feel like a team that thinks they're still in the hunt? You know, I said last week after they yeah. beat Tampa, they absolutely believe that they're that they're not dead, and yeah. I I think that they do feel that way, but they're also realistic about where they stand. They're five and seven. 
Yeah. yeah. There's, I think they're 11th in the AFC. They need a lot of help. It's not even just winning out. They need a lot of things to go their Jason, way ahead of them. It, it's, it's not good when they put up on the graphics on the on the sports on the sports broadcast. You know, they have division leader, wild card, right. In the, hunt. in the hunt. If you're not in the hunt. And then everyone it's, else. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a bad. Well, I think it's, they were, but they were the last it's, team it's, in the it's hunt. A, it's a, no, yesterday they didn't have listed in the hunt. They're still looking for their boots and their guns. <laughs> right. no, listen, listen reflog, change it for us. Reflog, hook this up. Can a team dream? That's our category. Oh, no. That so, I, I think that they're very realistic. And that's why I said at the top of the show, I was talking to one player on the offensive side who's like, look, even if it's, it's, it's for next year, it's just these last six yeah. games getting Deshaun up and ready to go. Five teams to get in the hunt. Yeah, I know. with me. <laughs> so I think that they're very realistic. I think there was a lot of emotion and excitement coming off the Tampa win because it was such a big win, and it did save any sort of hope. They had to get that game, and they got that game. But I think realistically, they know where it stands. They know the odds that are against them, and so really, sure you hit, you keep an eye on that. Yeah. But it's all about preparing this offense, getting Deshaun ready, and making sure. There are no excuses well, next year, and from day one, you're ready to go. Well, it's just not that either. you got to figure out if you don't make the run this year, which you're probably not going to make the run, now you got to be shrewd here because your picks are gone, right? So how are you going to be shrewd? Who's doing Who's doing the prep work that's necessary yeah. here? Well, not all. I mean, this year, only their first-round pick. They just gone. lost their first round. They, yeah. they got second it's round. It's a big deal. Round. Obviously, you'd like to have a first-round pick, right. but I'd rather have Deshaun Watson than have that yeah, first Yeah, there's round no pick, question. But, right? So, yeah, they got it. The Browns are now to the point. For the first time in ever, first time certainly since they've been back in 99, where they can't afford to screw up their draft picks because they, they're not going to be a – in the past, they've always been able nope. to spend if they wanted to because they were ne- cap was never an issue. This is the first time the cap's ever been an issue. And so the Browns, can't, their second, third, fourth round picks are huge. They can't blow those picks. And they've got a lot of misses in the last couple of no years doubt. in those rounds. And that's where – you know, as we talk about the defensive tackles, that's what's killing them. Missing on Jordan Elliott. Missing on Togi. I believe yeah. Togi, if memory serves, I think he was inactive again yesterday. He's yeah. been inactive the last couple they of years. They have been awful at drafting players in the front seven. So, or, or free agency. They've been terrible. So where do you go now? We just talked about, okay, well, if they're going to get another receiver, okay, well, you want some defensive tackles. Okay, we need a linebacker. Because you've missed on some of those mid-round picks in the past. Right. You've really put yourself up against it now in terms of the cap well, and, uh, and the uh, flexibility uh, that you have to get better. I, but I, they also have some hits. Martin yeah. Emerson's terrific. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a home terrific. run pick. Yeah. Yeah. Just a home run And pick. I still think Greg Newsom, even though he's had, not had a good year, I still think he's a good player. He's fine. Right? But yeah. Emerson's a big hit. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a big hit. I still think David Bell's going to be okay. This is, yeah, I, I, mean, I still like him. He's an incomplete at this point. This is, Schwartz is a miss. This Schwartz is the is reason. Yes. This is the reason why you almost are forced to get rid of Joe Woods, because you need somebody that can can do some smoke and mirrors with with the pieces you got. You said you wanted Joe Woods, and he got to pick, handpick all these people. Right? It ain't working. You're not being able to get the get the pressure that you want. So you need to bring in another guy that's going to be able to get the maximum amount out of some of these positions that have not been playing up to, up to snuff. You need, if you're going to be great, there's, there's Denzel Ward. You need somebody to get in his mind, in his body, and tell him, look, we paying you $100 million. Let's go. Pick it up. Y'all got to be locked down. By the, the way, guys. The secondary has to be locked down. By the way, sorry to cut you off. We have uh, breaking news from the Browns. 
Uh, Kevin Stefanski just said Sione Takitaki torn ACL. Yeah, so when he when, oh. they, when they took him it's off. It's a big loss. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's playing well. Good. Takitaki's hey. been playing well last few weeks. Hey, that ah, oh. man, that Kool Aid is getting. When they took him Kool-Aid. off, I knew that was bad. That Kool Aid is real lukewarm right now. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Taki! Listen, you got to think about it. Taki. Taki moved to the middle linebacker. He was one of their better tacklers. He's more, he's sound. He's just, he had it. I thought he was having a great year. He's one of your better special teams yeah. guys. He's a solid player. He's, he's not a special player, but he's, he's a solid, solid NFL player. But you went from solid. Now I got to play Deion Jones, mm. Mr. Ole himself. <laughs> What's his name? Ole, 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 Ole. <laughs> I mean, your linebackers at this point are Tony Fields and Deion Jones. Oh, there's okay. no way. Listen, Tony Fields is even a linebacker. Is he? I mean, he's got to play, but he's like a he's, hybrid I'd safety. Call him, I'd call him a linebacker. And JOK, I like your athleticism, dog. I really do, Randy Jackson voice. <laughs> uh, but you ain't got enough of your britches to, to, to bring these dudes down. You light in the trunks. You got to pick his weight up. He got you get your weight up. I'm tired <laughs> of seeing you one on one and and the running back you every time you turn around, he running some more. You getting up talking about oh, oh, that's, why, that's why I said there's there's a there's a sequence to this, right? Because there's a you always talk about the coaching with Joe Woods, right? But it's that's not the coaching, right? It's the person shopping for the groceries too. The person yeah. who finds and minds the talent bull has to mirror with the person behind him that I brought you this work. Now you got to make this work work, right? Yeah, yeah no and doubt. I, I, there yes. seems to be some misconnection. Absolutely. Here. I mean, Andrew Berry uh, has been a mixed bag with his picks. And sometimes is, is it the development by the coaching staff and or is it did you just make the, the pick wrong? I, I think they they have to reevaluate how they're evaluating guys in the front seven because in that area, they've gotten it wrong every time. Free agency and draft. In other areas, they've had some, a lot of success or a mixed bag. But in the front seven, they've gotten it wrong every time, this group. They, By the way, a couple other injury updates for the Browns. David Bell day-to-day with a thumb injury. Anthony Schwartz is in the concussion protocol. And Ronnie Harrison has cleared the, concuss- the concussion protocol. So, there you go. So who, I asked you a long time ago, Jason. So, who's making the selections over there? Right? Because that's key. That's mm-hmm. key in any good organization. Somebody's got to be nuts and bolts about knowing what you're buying here and have a good feel for it. Who is that over there? It's Andrew Barry in terms of who's making the picks in the draft. But is, take me through his football prowess. I mean, he, is he a down and dirty guy that knows talent? Well, I think that was I think that was John Dorsey. You know, he had the scouting background and he was that guy who would roll up his sleeves and, and, and really kind of learn these guys. Barry is more of the I mean, you're going to cringe, but he's the Ivy League guy, and he's the guy who uh, was highly thought of around the league. He's the youngest GM when the Browns hired him and deeply respected wherever he's been, Philly, Baltimore, and they always kind of had their eye on him as this is they wanted well, him for here, this job. Well, I'm, I'm I don't know how many think it's the Ivy League guys, right? Because your, big, your business acumen is not – you're not a down-in-the-weeds dude, right? You're not a person that knows, right? Because it's not – how much information you got out the book? I tell you, when, when nuts and bolts of any sports is this, you have to know the eye test. And the eye test, when I walk into any venue, you can pretty much tell the nuance of who can play and who can't, right? And then you walk into a, uh, ac- uh, an environment where you see people who, are, who get all this accolades, right? And then you look at them and you're like, they couldn't play dead at a funeral, <laughs> right? And I, it seems to me that we always get caught up in that. 
the people we always pull out are these people, these big name people that are supposed to have all this talent, but then when they hit the field, you're left wondering and scratching your head. And then I'm looking at people that got drafted under these people that we had a chance to grab, and they seem to blow up everywhere they go. Like, it's unbelievable. I, I don't, I don't. My problem with them is, is when you start saying you don't, you don't value certain positions, right? Well, I don't know that they've said that. I mean, but it's in the pudding. I just think. I, I don't a, know that I agree with moves. that. I just think they've gotten it wrong. I mean, they've I they've mean, added a lot of guys in the front seven. They just keep getting the wrong guys. Alex Wright might be able to play. I'm not ready to I, he cast might. him off. He might. I'm not ready I to was, cast him off right. as a bust. You you got the best linebackers that they've had are one year guys: B.J. Goodson and, and Anthony Walker. I think B.J. Goodson was before these guys, wasn't he? BJ, wait, was that uh, Dorsey? I don't remember. I don't remember. BJ, one year, right? One year, guys, right? Yeah. You got your defensive tackles, right? Those guys are what third, third round picks. Yeah. My, you haven't brought any any big game free agents at any one of those positions, and I just like to say, go back and look at, go back and look to these teams, uh, the the Pittsburgh Steelers as well as as the Ravens traditionally. You got Ray Lewis, dog. You got Ed Reed. Like, yeah, you don't traditionally say, I'm going to pick a safety that high or a linebacker that high, or I'm not going to uh, invest in Haloti Nada playing defensive tackle. But when you get transcendent type players, they transcend the whole defense, right? So to me, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns and I'm saying, I don't see nobody transcendent. I, I see Miles Garrett. But I, I can't. I need some. I need a, a, an attack and a scheme to go with that. Yeah. I need something more with that. And now you got Taki Taki. He was going to be gone. Yeah. JOK, you want to build it around speed. They need two big D tackles. Yeah. Two big ones. No doubt. That, I mean, that's you know, you look in this division, and all the other teams are strong at D tackle. They're all good, and the Browns are not. It's a huge problem, and I don't. I just don't buy that they don't care about it. I just think they've, they've missed. swung and missed. And I've said this before. It's the one position, D-tackle is the one position that they've addressed every year in the draft under yeah. this regime in the fourth round or higher. It's yeah. not that they're ignoring it. They just keep whiffing. Jordan yep. Elliott, Tommy Togiai, there's another one. Who am I missing? There's another one in there. And they, they seem to fill it last year a little bit, a stopgap in free agency with Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell, and then McDowell had issue, his issues, which we know yeah. about. And Jackson wasn't picked up, I don't believe, by anybody. Nope. I think he's out of the league and he's, he's, he's done. But so they've, they've tried to address yeah. this. Now, I think the one thing to, your, to G's argument is they haven't uh, put significant capital into that position. Not, but you only get one first-round pick. No, 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 you know but I mean? I mean like financial capital, like a big Trades, free agent. Free agents. They tried signing Taven Bryan, and right. he hasn't worked He's, out this year. Yeah, but, but he, he was, was he was one of their first free agents. He signings. was, but he was not a big like nobody expected him to be that good. But if he, but where I he may have been their first free agent signing, which I think he tells was. you where they put the priority. If that's yeah. the if like where they lead off with before Jack Conklin, right? right? Wasn't he their first? Sure. And and so for Taven Bryan to be the first guy that you sign. Tells so, you what they So the Browns about. have two tiers of scouting. I'm looking it up now. Right? They've got a pro scouting group to scout the people in the league. Mm -hmm. Then they've got a college scouting group. That's right? common. And so I've never heard. Listen, so did you know Adam Al Carell Kyle is the director of pro scouting? Sam DeLuca is the assistant director of pro scouting. Yeah, but Brad, you go through any team, you're not going to know no, those guys. No, but uh, but here. No, some of the people you will know. Really? Because they, they've been, I, I, they've been around, they've been around the business. I knew Alonzo Heisman. Yeah. I, 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 they've been around the business, right? 
Like you could walk Dorsey. in, you could walk in, and Ozzy Newsom, you couldn't fool him. He knew what he was doing, right? And right, so, but, but there's not a lot of Ozzy Newsom. No, but I'm saying here, Bull. Yeah. Somebody here, I should recognize at least one person. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, do you recognize any? Can you name anybody in the Steelers uh, front I, office? Let me pull up the list. <laughs> I mean, you know, so can you name? Can the, you name anybody the, in the Bengals or, front or, office? Or, or, hold on, I will give you this. And, and I've always thought about this in a different perspective. Yeah. What allows the Steelers um, to play, play the same style of defense no matter Continuity. Who, no matter who they bring Continuity. in. Continuity. They just play that way. You know if you go to the – even guys that you didn't think were necessarily well, they don't that fire type of player. Every eight when their GM is there for 15, 20 years, yeah. they, they get a guy – Well, nobody, to, Most people can't name him. Watch this though. Since yeah. I've been born – yeah, Steelers play the same way. Mm-mm. Well, because they don't change coaches. 80s, 90s, 2000s, they coming to get you. It don't matter. See, I've been, I'm 51 years yeah, old. They've right. had three coaches right. my entire life. Three. Well, yeah. there's 14 people in the Browns pro and college scouting. Yeah. I didn't recognize not one. Yeah, but I bet man. you if you look through most teams, you, you're not, not going to recognize you had to most have, guys. I say you had to have 10 people. But somebody here, when I see, what I see here, Bull, is this. Yeah. I see a number of misses, right? So my first question as a person in the business is who is picking the groceries and what level of impact you have on that? Who are you? Because that person yes, he don't make the selection. He goes to Barry to, to say, yeah, these are my people. All right. Well, this won't be the last time we have this conversation. Mikey, what do you got? We got to get to what the internet PCC says. Action. What do you say? Nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, we got to get to what the internet says. It's brought to us by our good friends at PCC. We got three things from the internet today. When you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. I got a couple things. First, the super chat from Donnie M. He says, hey, fellas, the ESPN playoff prediction machine is out, so you can see all the scenarios for making the playoffs. Wild card is an option with some losses, but no clear path except for the division. Well, I have the paths, so I'm going to read these to you real quick. Okay. To win the division title, this is what Cleveland needs. <laughs> the Browns need to win out. The Bengals need to lose at Tampa Bay and at home versus Buffalo and have the Ravens lose at Pittsburgh, at Cincinnati. All 11 of those scenarios would have to hit in succession for that to work. For the wild card, you guys ready for this? This is the fun one. <laughs> yeah. have to make a wild card. Yeah. The Browns need to win out. The Jets need to lose at Buffalo, at Seattle, and at Miami. The Chargers need to lose versus Miami versus Tennessee. The Patriots need to lose against Cincinnati and at Buffalo. So in that scenario, that's four. That's By the way, those losses for all those other teams the, the, that's not are far not fetched. crazy. That is the, not far-fetched. The, the, uh, the most far-fetched is the Browns winning out. Yes, yes. that's it's the part. It's just the fact that you need all 12 to yes, happen. Yes, right. I actually think in terms of, even though it's more games, I think the wild card for the other These teams is more likely. Hey, you know what you guys remind me of? Hey, cool. You guys remind me of the dudes <laughs> I went to in Vegas <laughs> yeah. who, who put like, Ten dollars on like the ten team. Hey, don't put to me try in there. I, I, I don't think the Browns are gonna win out. Hey, the, the, the most the, difficult the part. Team parlay. What? I'm just saying. What's what's the casino down by the Blood Plasma place on the rough end of town? Yeah. And you get the dudes it's, in there. You know, and they these put scenarios are crazy. You just need twelve. If the Browns to win the next two weeks parlay. and get the five hundred with three weeks to go, then we can talk about Dick, scenarios. You got you got Man, some I, big time teams in there. Hey, listen, Man, hey, we can we can revisit this after we will. 
Stop playing, man. I'm picking my weight up in the scouting division. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm already going to all the bowl right, games. This is a tweet see who the out here. Tag board full, people. I just sent this tag to you. Full. I want everyone to guess you. This is from Nick uh, Wagoner. Newly released quarterback Baker Mayfield has an 18.2 total QBR this season. That ranks 520th out of 521st qualified quarterback season since the stats started being Ooh. tracked in 2006. I'm working on getting the answer of who is Who's 521. Deshaun Kaiser Browns. Let's take a guess because I, I don't have the answer yet. I'll find somebody to show. Deshaun Kaiser's your guess. I'm going to say Deshaun Kaiser. You've got to have a minimum number of. Yeah, he played a decent amount of games. Oh, he played no, a Kaiser games, played yeah. the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. qualified. No, but I'm, maybe, I'm trying to think maybe who Johnny else. Manziel. I mean, that's amazing that his seat, that it's that. He actually has more. I think he had one more touchdown than picks. Hey, Bull, how much can you buy those shirts for now? Um, I have the answer, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. What, what odds would right. you put on They're it being that it away. is a Browns? <laughs> being used as what odds would you put on it that it is a Browns quarterback? Oh, oh yeah, it's a good 33%. I'll give you a hit. Deshaun Kaiser's in the top three. I won't tell you if he's one or three, but Deshaun right. Kaiser. That's a good that job by me being close. It's close. At least one or three. Anybody else got a guess? I mm. like the Manziel. That was a good guess, Manziel. I don't know if Manziel played it. Well, I guess he probably played enough. That's your guess. G. Bush, what's your guess? Uh, this is a Browns quarterback? It's a name. No, no. I'm not saying it's Browns. I'm not saying it's not a Browns. Not saying it one way or the other. But it is a name you will know. Ken Dorsey. Okay. Brad? I said, man, I was the first one to say Manziel. Ooh, I know who it might be also is Jared Goff's rookie year. No, no. but it was another number one overall pick. How about Jamarcus Russell in 2008? Ooh, no. And not only was he significantly Ooh. worse, Baker, second worst, 16.8. Deshaun yeah. Kaiser, third worst at 17. Yeah. Demar- Jamarcus Russell in 2008, an 11.5. So almost 33% right, so I got the worse than those two. You got the bag, uh, though. That's tough. You got the bag. All right, you got one more for us, Mike. And lastly, yeah, someone um, in the chat, and I missed the name, and I apologize. I'll go back and find it. But they said, we ripped Deshaun Watson for his play. Appropriately so, but let's get one positive to give the people from what we saw from Watson as we have. Brad, start us off around so the, the horn. The, one the positive po- from the, Watson. The positive I saw from Watson is I saw him processing the information. He's gonna get better. Just won't be in the first week. Yeah. Jason, you're positive from Watson. We I saw we saw a little bit of a run. He had I think an 11 yard run, and he did hit DPJ on like a 20, 27 yard strike. I think it was the longest play of the game. So there were flashes there. There were sparks. Yeah. But they were few and far between. As we said, <clears throat> sometimes when you get a quarterback, it makes you a little better. Um, and it wasn't the fact that those turnovers were like crazy. Because um, like Jason said, he could have picked that fumble up and rolled out himself. But I will say, it's something to be had for that mojo, that synergy, just who you are, elevating people. And you can see in, in, in a way where you get the defensive touchdowns, a punt return, and you still win. Winners usually find a way to win, even if they have their best, worst game. And I thought the Browns find a way to win. You know how, like, you hear about artists can <clears throat> see, like somebody that's a sculptor can see a piece of clay, mm-hmm. and it's nothing. It's just a piece of clay, but they can somehow, because they're sculptors, they could see something beautiful in there. That's what I feel like about Deshaun Watson. Like, right now, he just, like, yesterday, he just looked like a lump of clay. There was nothing. But I could see it. I see the beautifulness in there, the size, the, just his, like he looks like an NFL quarterback. That size, the athletic ability, the arm strength, it's all there. He's just effed up right now. His mechanics are a little bit of a mess. His head probably is at least to some degree a little bit of a mess. He will get there. And it might not, we might not see it consistently till next year, but he will get there. He's still, if he were 32, 33, I think eh, maybe it's not going to happen. 
But he's, what, 27? Yeah. He's going to be fine. It may take longer than we expected, but he's going to be fine. It's there. Let me shake your hand really quickly. Right now. Since when you start scheming like that, since when you start telling stories like G. Bush, you see what he did right there? <laughs> he started with the ball of clay. Ball of clay, You don't baby. see it, but it come, I see some shape and form coming in. That's what I'm talking about. That was a G. Bush type That's of story. That's a G. Bush. I mean, that was. What did he start I, I, scheming I like you, that? Yeah. All right, guys, let's get to some final takes. Brad, start us off. Brad's up first. Well, uh, uh, also, uh, Brad, uh, how about Notre Dame lose uh, beating UConn yesterday? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, well, after those Terps took them down on Thursday, that was uh, right for the pickings. I, 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 UConn didn't get the message. <laughs> the, the, the Irish is going to be ready in South Bend. They weren't taking two L's in South Bend, right? Shout out to uh, Neil Ivy for having the Irish ready, right? But uh, here's my take, and we'll get to a lot of it in this overtime. I can't understand this Ohio State hatred going on in here. <laughs> I mean, this is here a, or just in general across the, nation. across the nation. Well, because Ohio State fans are obnoxious. This, is, this, and this, so, this, you know, this Ohio hate State them. hatred. You tell me how uh, TCU, who loses in the championship game, the number three team in the country, loses to the number ten, right? You lose to the number ten, not the number four, not the number two. Lost the number ten. And you still save your position at number three? That's that, that, that. See, if I was the college football, uh, 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 the bowl people, I would have done this. TCU would have got booted. I would have took in Ohio State and Alabama, <laughs> and I'd have been like, Alabama, you playing no, Georgia? Come on, now. Ohio State, you playing Michigan? I'm gonna make all the money, G. All the, of it. The problem is with the Ohio State hatred is you just won't say it, right? Yeah. You you don't hate on us because we we make the money. We bring the money. That's what we do, right? And and, and the college football did like this. They said, you know what we're gonna do? We are going to uh, make Ohio State play Georgia, yeah. and then because I know Michigan gonna beat the crap out of TCU, and then at the end, I I got Georgia versus Michigan, Ohio State versus Michigan. I'm gonna make all the money. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yep. Jason, we'll talk more about that as, J- as Brad said coming up in overtime. Well, I want to go back. This is the final take. It's kind of old now, but I don't have anything better. <laughs> so I'll go back to the one I was going to use last week. Okay. I don't know if you guys can pull it up or not, but the... If you go back to the Ohio State-Michigan game and the call that Ryan Day got absolutely obliterated for was the fourth down call when he punted and everyone went crazy. A lot of people went crazy and thought he should have gone for it. If you can find it on the internet, I had this all set up last week, but we'll just talk it through. If you can find it on the internet, they actually had a, a fake punt call that would have worked on that play. It's just that the snapper screwed it up and snapped it to the punter. Who wasn't expecting it? You can go find this on the internet. It's crazy. And I'm going to read you what what, uh, Jim Harbaugh said after that game. We got so lucky. One of the fourth downs, they had a fake on, and they had us. I mean, they had us cold. We were prepared for it. We knew the fake was coming just by the personnel that was there. We had – it goes on and on from there. But but if you go back and find the the fake punt, the, the end zone angle from behind the punter, you see it clearly where the up guy had the snap, 
and had a whole field in front of him. He easily would have gotten the first down. He may have scored on it, but the snapper snapped into the wrong guy. Now, would that have changed the outcome of the Ohio State-Michigan game? I don't know. (laughs) But... It be it, Brad. You know it's better than anybody. It becomes an avalanche sometimes when you're out there. One oh, bad thing leads to another. Yeah, and had that had they scored on that play, it would have changed the entire complexion of the game. I bring this up now only because here you go. Here's the play. So now you see who's this guy. The, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> so it's supposed to go to the to the up back. Yeah. He's, look oh, at that hole. Oh, look my at the hole. Gosh. So that guy's just kind of oh, yeah, he would have gotten it. Go, oh, yeah, he yeah. might have a touchdown. You're so right. and if you and if you watch the start of that play again, the punter was not expecting the snap. And then that's the quote from Harbaugh I was reading. Yeah. So the punter was not expecting to receive the snap, and he was actually moving already and had to reach back for the snap. So would that have changed the outcome of the game? I don't know. But maybe, just maybe, we'll get an Ohio State-Michigan rematch now in the National that Championship would, game. Can you imagine the ratings for that? Who would have <laughs> ever saw that coming you, you when that game You want to wait on this take because I got some serious Ohio State takes. All right, well, we got it coming up. Go ahead, <laughs> G. Hey, You're man, up, buddy. Hey, man, first of all, y'all might want to get that subscription ready because everybody on here got it. We, we didn't talk to Sean Watson and Browns for two and a half hours almost, and everybody's final take is about Ohio State. So you get that oh, bonus coverage. You got a couple seconds to subscribe. It's all good. But I got to I gotta get into this old state conversation, man. Boy, uh, shout out to college football. You know what you've done? You've turned uh, you've turned what could have been a black eye, and and your your sport getting dismantled and no one caring. And you know what you've done? You finally embraced capitalism. Yes. You finally come along with the rest of the of the 21st century Absolutely. and join society in understanding that the more money you can spread around, the better. When you look at what they've done, you guys have done a couple of things. You fast-tracked the 12, the 12 man playoff because you realize the more markets to stay involved, the better for you. You've also unlocked some of the things that we've been telling you from Jump Street. You now get rematches. Ohio State, Michigan was never going to be a possibility under the current system or, or, or the BCS or when they were voting. Now you got an opportunity to look at this. You got Ohio State, Michigan could be a national championship. Moving forward, you can have a rematch in the SEC. Again, Georgia, maybe Alabama. You can now have opportunities where Southern teams have to travel in the first few weeks of the playoff system up to northern teams. You'll get a USC maybe potential in the big house. You'll get a LSU or Florida Well, that's going to happen anyway because they're in the conference now. And, yep, <laughs> and, and they'll get that regardless. Yeah. But this is exciting times for college football. I love with, with a, a lot of energy, energy this week. All of the bowl games were great. All of the uh, uh, conference championships were live. Shout out to you guys. I think you guys are on a trajectory. It's just going to get better. Mike, are we switching our OT topic now? No, we're still doing it. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into it because I think there is a lot of the nuance to it as yeah, far yeah, as yeah, no doubt. did they back in? Do they deserve to be That's there? Right. Yeah. The USC There's a lot of nuance. All right, let, let me talk about a subject. <laughs> but I hope your final take is not Ohio State. It is not. It's a much more important subject. Um, in general, I hate the people on Twitter who are the spelling police or the grammar police. Those people are, are awful, generally. Uh, but I am going to break the rule because there is one thing when it comes to speaking and grammar and all this stuff, everything else you could screw up, I don't care. But there's one thing that is a pox on society that I hear it wrong all the time. Again, listening to MLB radio this morning, I heard, what's his name, the former catcher, Chris... Um, 
Ionetti? No, not a, I, that's Ionetta, but uh, can't even his name. Screw this up, and it gets screwed up all the time. So let me teach a lesson to everybody out there. It's I couldn't care less. Not I could care less. You see, if you could care less, then you could care less. Think of it this way, when, when, if you're not sure what to say. You care so little that you couldn't care less. Please, everybody gets that wrong, and it drives me freaking crazy. Stop getting it wrong. If you could care less, then you could care less. And what you're trying to say doesn't make any sense. You're right. That's way more important than Ohio State, right? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ohio State's going to get their ass kicked by Georgia anyway. Uh, What's the not necessarily, but keep it nah, moving. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Obviously, well, we'll get more into that. Yes. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. Yeah. Uh, is it Glenville? First yeah. Cleveland Glenville. public Glenville. high school to ever win a state championship. Well, Coach Ginn yeah. finally Ginn, got his elusive state championship. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Great Clap job by up. them. Clap that up. Football factory. Yeah. But they hadn't won a state title. Yeah, but he produced some plays. And, so, oh, so, got, and so, he got it. He see, got it. I, I, there, there should be asterisks by there. Yeah. Uh, playing at a, high, a public high school at Camp McKinley, I understand what Glenville was up against. Yeah. Glenville was Division One for years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you want to win a state championship Division One, you're either going to have to play Minner, St. Ed's, or Ignatius. That's right. rough enough. Who and recruit? Who recruit? recruit? And then the next week, that ain't good enough. You got to go down south yeah. and play St. X, Elder. You might have to get uh, you, yeah. you, you might have to get Moeller. Yeah. All way, those great teams. In New York City, I'm not saying this is better or worse. And it's different because in New York, in New York City, all the schools are big. So it's not like here where mm. it's not like in Ohio where some schools are tiny and some schools are huge. Right. Because New York City has its own postseason uh, separate from the rest of New York State. But in New York City, there's two divisions. That's it. Public, private. Yeah. That's it. I'm not saying that would there's be better. There's not classes as far as size in New York City. What's that? There's not. Cl- I mean, I know public, no. private, but there's because no- all the New York, all the New York City public schools are huge. There, there's not like PS19 and yeah, they're, they're all huge. Are- there's no like tiny New York City schools. Uh, if you New Jersey act- had public and private, but there was I different classes. Had depending I had on over a thousand people in my high school. Like that. I think I had close uh-huh. to 2,000 people in my high school. If you ask any city guys, they, they fight against it because you know when I was coming up. That was your that was your stamp. That yeah, was your badge on. Right, 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 right. We played Ignatius and we beat y'all, and right. we just happened to grow up in the same school. Right. Didn't Ignatius win a state title also? No, no, no. No, no. I mean Saint Ed's. I'm sorry. Shout out to Lakewood Saint Ed's. Yeah, they, they won, won Division One state. state champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to them. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they should. That were the only two schools anywhere close that that won, yeah. right? All the Akrahoma won. Saint Ed's won. Right, yeah, St. Ed's, I mentioned. Yeah, Ak- Akron I screwed up in St. Ed Ignatius, yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, right. congratulations. All right, uh, folks, we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Who we got on the show tomorrow there, Mikey? Tomorrow we have Aditi, and how about Clay Matthews Jr. Nice. Making his debut what? with what? Jen. What? Is Jay back tomorrow? We don't know. Uh, he, he was under the weather today, so All I guess right. it's maybe a he'll wait be back, maybe situation. he won't. And uh, so there you go. All right, stick around. If you're a member, if you're not a member, sign up right now for the coaches here. $4.99 a month. You can join us for overtime. We're talking more Buckeyes and medieval soccer, too. Next.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.